We're just two girls living on the Upper West Side, taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses, Jewesses, Blonde Edition, yeah! Hello everyone, welcome to Jewess, the Blonde Edition. Oh my goodness, episode number 60, but we're looking so good for 60. My name is Jen, I am hanging out in the city of brotherly and sisterly love in Philadelphia. And we also have Shelly and I'm in LA and what can I say? Great episode. <laughs> Shelly so is fun. amazing with her rhyming. You guys, thank you so much for joining the show. If you're new to Jewish, the blonde edition, we talk about love, relationships, pop culture, anything that's interesting to us and interesting to our listeners. And Shelly, I can't believe we are actually at episode number 60. I know this is ushering in a new decade and I think 60 is the new 40. So we're I totally in agree. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Madonna's in her 60s. So totally the new 40. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a great sign and we're still vibrant and strong. So yes, really excited and for the next next episodes. That's right. And yes. And and to make this episode even more special, Shelly, I think we have a very special guest joining us. Oh, we certainly do. His, and I think, okay, tell me if I'm wrong, Dan. I don't know if you've ever had a male guest. I don't know if we've ever. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. You're right. This is our first male guest. I didn't even realize that. Oh, well, you know, I'm here to, you know, our friends are here to really keep it real. And so figure to, to just bring that up that it's really exciting to, um, to welcome in. It's very significant and someone who's who's really making a difference. His name is Ian, Ian Mark, and he's the CEO of Corona Crush. He moved to Israel six years ago from New York City and manages a small consulting company and something called Corona Crush that he's going to tell us about today. He received his business degree from the University of Michigan, worked in finance for about three and a half years in New York City before moving to Israel. So we're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. I didn't even realize that you're our first male guest. How does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is the first I'm hearing about it. It feels, uh, it feels good. I feel like I'm breaking down some barriers here. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a new decade for us because now our episode turned 60. So we're we're new and improved and expanding our guest repertoire. Well, I'm and, honored and, to be the first uh, first guy. And we'll make you feel right at home. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that one, one really exciting aspect is to be able to, to get to know a little bit more about, about you and, and the work that you're doing. So... Jen, you wanna you wanna yeah. kick it off? Yeah. Okay. So we just had some fun questions for you, Ian. Um, we wanted you to just. I know that Shelley gave your background for your bio, but could you just tell tell us a little bit more about your background, both professionally and personally? And I know that you're American, but you're living in Israel right now. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I'll start with my professional background, uh, since you asked it first. Um, originally from, uh, from New York, and uh, that's where I grew up. So I went to college in the U.S. at the University of Michigan. Uh, I studied business there. Uh, and after graduating, I moved back to New York, and I worked in finance for three and a half years as a trader. Um, after that, I, I left my job. I moved to Israel. I worked in venture capital here in Israel for about a year. And then I started working at different startups, doing different types of jobs. 
I would say a mix between doing uh, like uh, like data and a data analysis and, and sort of trying to figure out what how to use data to, to improve the company. And also in my last job, I was running totally different from from that. I was I was running a, like a sales division. Wow. So you have a, you have a lot of experience and, and I love the fact that you just said, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to move to Israel and, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully survive over there. And it looks like, it looks like you did a pretty good job. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy that everything worked out like so far for me. Like, obviously it's only been uh, six years since I've been here. So there's still a lot more, a lot more time that I'm hoping to be here. But I hope to for it to continue to to go as well as it has uh, so far. Um, would you like me to share my my personal background as oh, well? I don't know if yes. it's much different than mm-hmm. my professional background. Though. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess um, I'm in my 30s. Um, I'm I'm a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it called? I. Uh, um yeah i recently got engaged like uh about a month ago actually. Mazel tov! <laughs> yeah and i didn't meet her through the group through corona oh Fest, okay <laughs> we were to, gonna to, ask uh, it'd be very good for marketing purposes it would have been <laughs> yeah but uh i even asked my fiance if i'm allowed to say that we uh we got engaged via corona crash and she said i'm not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> well you want to be accurate so i i want to i want to be honest yeah not yeah. honest yeah she wants me to be honest. I, I just wanted uh, more people to join Corona Crush. <laughs> <laughs> but she's right. She's always right. <laughs> yeah. See, there, you already you already know the way to a happy life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I think that that it kind of brings me to my question because I think I think people can meet in all sorts of ways. There's no wrong way to meet, and certainly except in jail, Shelley. Except in jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I get. Well, there might be some wrong ways, to but you know what I mean. In in general, there's there's not one way to meet. How about that? Yes, but, yes. But um, certainly during the pandemic, which we're emerging from, it's clear that you saw a need fairly early on to start a speed dating platform uh, because of the challenges of dating during the pandemic. And I was just kind of curious, what what gave you that idea? Yeah, so so the group was started a month before the speed dating was started. So in case it wasn't clear, there's a Facebook group called Corona Crush where people join and people are sharing their personal dating profiles and other people are, are tagging friends on it or messaging the person directly if they're interested. And, and the group went viral. After a month, there was about 10,000 people in the group. And at that point, I, I came up with the idea to start doing speed dating events. And, and the reason why I thought it was a good idea is just because there was a group of 10,000 people in it. Um, I thought I could do things to help people meet easier. And, and there were two ideas I came up with. One was the speed dating and one was the matchmaking. I think the speed dating has been far more successful, although the matchmaking has also been, been successful in a different way and to a, to a different degree. But, there's a, but they're both continued to, to run and hopefully will continue to grow. Oh my gosh, you had 10,000 people in the first month? Yeah, it was, uh, it went viral. Like uh, we were, we were quoted or, or there were articles about us in the US and Israel. We were being tweeted by the Israeli government. Uh, oh just anything, <laughs> anything that needed to happen for this thing to grow and become big happened. And it was, it was amazing. 
That is amazing. And it's like the perfect storm of situations to make this, like you said, basically just explode. Um, and I, and I know just from my personal experience, I know I, I remember when you guys launched and I had friends that told me about it and it started, it started initially just in Israel, right? That is true. But I think, I think it lasted only about a week for being only in Israel, <laughs> maybe even less, maybe even like two or three days. Cause I, I have a lot of friends, like I'm originally from the U S so I have a lot of friends in the U S and I started inviting them and, and I had some, some good friends in the U S who I told them, look, this is big in Israel right now. But I want it to also be big in the U.S. I need your help to invite like, like whoever you know. And then I had a few friends who invited each like a hundred people. And then oh, wow. and the way the group worked is once you had people in the group, it went viral quickly because everyone was having so much fun posting all their friends. And uh, and and yeah, so the second we entered any country, it started growing. So we also have a lot of people in Europe. We have people in South America. We have people in Australia. We have people in every continent of the world in this in this group. Oh my goodness, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, on to our next question. I wanted to ask because, you know, we've we've been following Corona Crush like everybody else. And I and I remember too when my friend said, Hey Jen, you should join this or have your profile put up because it's popular in Israel right now, but it's gonna get popular here. And I was like, Yeah, okay, fine. And and what's interesting is that. I think like you said, um, a lot of people would post for their friends. So I, I thought that that was so interesting. And to tag onto that, one of my questions would be, <laughs> what are the biggest mistakes that people make when creating a profile, even for the, either for themselves or for their friends? Um, and what have you found along those lines? Well, I think, I think there are two ways to go with this. I think there are like technical issues that people have where people just aren't giving the right information necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. People aren't giving their age or their location or their religious preferences, things that people who are reading it really want to know. Right. So that's just like a technical issue that people have. But I think another issue that I have that's less technical is more the way things are being written. I think the best profiles are the ones that people clearly put a lot of time into writing them. Usually it's a friend who wrote it, like a good friend who really cares and will, and will put a lot of time in making it funny and really highlighting that person's personality. Because every now and then we get profile posts that are just, you can, you can tell somebody put 20 minutes into it or 10 minutes into it. The best posts, the ones that get the most likes and the most attention are the ones that you can tell someone put a lot of time into it and they're mm -hmm. fun and they're silly a little bit and the pictures are funny. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And, and now just translating that to the speed dating events, um, obviously going from a Facebook post to actually being virtual in, in a speed dating have you seen mistakes or tips or pointers that you might want to like throw out to some people that are attending these events i would say my biggest advice for people attending the speed dating events is to is to is to maybe to broaden what they're looking for because people people go into things like the way the speed dating events work is people will fill out a registration <laughs> form they can actually go to coronacrush.co slash uh blonde jewess to, to sign up but Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. but uh, but people have an idea of what they're looking for and I think people find out in life that they think they know exactly what they're looking for but how many people do you know that say they're looking for x y and z and they end up with somebody different from what they're looking for oh my goodness it that happens all so the time true. all the time 
Like, uh, like I can tell you, my fiance was not expecting uh, was not expecting me. I was looking for her. But she wasn't looking for me. <laughs> I hope she got even a better, a better she guy. Definitely, uh, I, I hope so too. I think she would say she did better than what she was looking for. Also, I hope at least. I can only hope. Um, but yeah, so uh, so I think people are very narrow mind. I won't say narrow minded, but they're very narrow in their search terms. And if they were just more open to meeting different types of people, maybe a wider age range or mm-hmm. or or different locations, they would find that they have a lot more opportunities out there, and it will help them uh, help them meet the right person for them. Yeah, and speaking of just being open-minded and and just thinking broader than before, have you noticed a cultural difference between individuals from other countries compared to the U.S. or uh, individuals using your platform? It's very hard for me to say on an individual level because I'm not uh, I'm not watching the dates as they happen. It's all 100% private. The dates are happening virtual, and there's no I don't have an eye into that. But on, on like a high level view, because I see the statistics of all the events and how many people in the event are, are, are matching. Like, for example, in a typical event, um, let's say like 20% of the dates that occur will result in two people saying yes to each other, of wanting to continue speaking to each other. I've noticed that that percentage is, is, is higher in Israel versus the U.S. Uh-huh. So I think people in Israel might be more <laughs> open to... to to learning more about the person, like with after just seven minutes of meeting them, as opposed to the U.S., where people maybe want want more of a click or want more to it. Oh, interesting, Shelly. I'm telling you, it's America. <laughs> <laughs> That's so America. Funny. And actually, this this reminds me when we had um, we had a lovely dating coach named Vora Kegel that um, was also on our podcast. And we also talked about the fact that people are very narrow-minded. Um, a lot of times people end up with someone that they never expected to, to end up with. And it's like it's like you said, Ian, the, the fact that people are looking for such a narrow definition of what they want that they keep having blinders on to actually what could be amazing for them. Yeah, I think people need to, when they're looking for someone, need to just like take a step back and relax and kind of just like, like be open-minded. Because once mm-hmm. you get too narrow, then you start, it becomes like a checklist. And then you start looking for reasons why it shouldn't work out, as opposed to trying to focus on the reasons why it should work out, which might be something you never even thought of. So true. So true. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. And, you know, just, you know, because you guys have only been around for, it seems like a long time because it seems like the pandemic has lasted like 10 years, but it's really been a little over a year. Um, (laughs) We know that you actually had a lot of partnerships and a lot of events. Has there been any particular partnership events that have yielded amazing results or something that just stood out to you as, as the founder of Corona Crush? Sure. So we, we've partnered, uh, we've done 50 events so far, and we've partnered with over 40 organizations. And depending how you count it, you can say we've partnered with even hundreds of organizations. Um, I think all the partners I've had are, have been great, and have been amazing to work with. They've all done a good job of bringing people to the events. And, uh, and they've been, and they brought quality people that, that were able to, to, to get matched and meet people. I would say some of the most impactful um, partnerships I have only because of their sheer size um I'd say the biggest is is Chabad so Mm -hmm. so I started doing events with like individual Chabad houses like that I had personal connections to and then those events went really well and eventually it made it all the way up to their headquarters so I went to a few meetings at Chabad headquarters when I was in New York 
and uh, now I have a partnership with Chabad headquarters basically Um, and they're and they're going to be using my platform to to do events for Chabad communities all around the world Oh my gosh, it's wow. like you you hit that it's like you hit the the kingdom of Chabad. And for those listeners out there that are not from, familiar with Chabad, Chabad is a network of synagogues, rabbis and rabbitsons that um, do a lot of outreach in communities and they're located all over the world and um, like Ian said, they have such an, a big influence all over the world and they have so many connections. So that's amazing that you actually got it all the way up to the headquarters that's located in New York. Yeah, I think I think as long as like uh, like I have the approach that I'm just trying to do the right thing and I'm trying to do good work and and uh, people notice it, thankfully. So Chabad was I was fortunate that Chabad was able to notice it and now and now I'm gonna partner with them and uh, and hopefully help tens of thousands of Jews uh, find their their Corona crushes. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a worthy goal. And you had mentioned earlier today that. Uh, you use a personal matchmaking, and, and I think it's on your website as well, um, an algorithm-based matchmaking approach. How has this process evolved over time? So there are two different things. So the personal matchmaking is early on um, in, the, in, the, in the lifetime of the group, I, I was approached by, by a group of donors who are anonymous in the U.S., that wanted to, to support the matchmaking effort or to support a matchmaking, matchmaking effort in the group. So I built a platform that we have an internal in-house matchmaking who works with the platform to help make matches with individuals in the group. So that's the personalized matchmaking aspect of it. Um, the AI matchmaking aspect of it is about the same time that I started the speed dating, I created a form with about 60 or so questions in it asking people sorts of questions based on their based on like their criteria and their deal breakers like uh, like their age and the ages they're willing to date then i also ask questions based on their values based on their goals based on their interests and then based on all the answers i'm able to create a sort of algorithm that that tries to match people together and every week it sends out emails to about 500 or so people offering them a new match and um and uh, that's the AI matchmaking uh, portion of it. I would say over time, um, I would say the AI matchmaking has, the database has grown. So it, it, it means more, more opportunities for people, but I'd say it hasn't, um, like there's still lacking. Like I need to improve on the technology as much as possible. Like I'm very limited in my capabilities as a technologist where if I had somebody who was a real expert in this, in this, in like machine learning and data science, if you're familiar with those fields, would be able to really help make better matches, I think. And regarding the personal matchmaking, again, that also, it's, uh, there's a limit to how much resources we have. Having one matchmaker with a group of, of 20,000 people isn't, uh, isn't going to cut it. So it's, a, it's just a question of resources for those two like the speed dating is different from those two because the speed dating is pure technology and is so scalable for that. The other other things, I need more. I need more help. I need more manpower, which I don't have. Well, I guess you're in the right place. Israel is a tech center. <laughs> that is true. So you're actively recruiting for matchmakers and for another tech person, a tech guru, to help make the matches more accurate. Yeah, if, if anybody would love to would like to volunteer their time to, to focus on help us with the matchmaking portion, that would be that would be amazing. Um, it's just uh, you need to find the right people, and it's hard to do. 
just like just like finding the right <laughs> match in life it's hard to find that but hopefully we will we will help point you in the right direction um moving along kind of along those lines um have you encountered challenges with you know running the facebook page and or the speed dating platform and it's kind of based on you know what we just talked about with just the sheer number of people um you know, and just trying to manage all of the people that are trying to get to one end goal? Uh, yeah, sure. So I would say regarding the Facebook page, um, it's really not so hard to manage, to be honest. It's, uh, it really kind of runs itself because most people are, people just join and, uh, and then they post their friends in the group, right? So I don't really have to do anything um, so much there. Um, every now and then people will complain about posts or things that people say. And that's the biggest challenges is trying to figure out what the right thing to do is in a situation, in a situation mm. where people are complaining about other people, because there's always two sides to every story and you want to be as fair as possible. Oh. So I'd say that's always, uh, that's always a challenge is how to moderate something like this. But, mm -hmm. but thankfully, thankfully those problems have been very, very rare. Like there's been very few of them. And, and overall, people have been behaving themselves. So it's not, uh, it's not something that I'm too, it's not too much of a challenge for me. Um, the speed dating platform, again, like I was saying before, I'm not much of a technologist. So right now, um, because of it's so popular and the demand is so big for the speed dating, I now need to figure out how to, how to scale it up in a way where the technology is still going to work when we hopefully have thousands of people in events at the same time. So that um that I'm trying to I have friends who are helping me who are very strong in technology and um, I'm even having to to fund it I have to pay people to um, to to help grow it so it's becoming uh, uh, it's becoming like a, like it's becoming a business almost because I have mm -hmm. money coming in from donations from when I run speed dating events and now that money is going towards actually improving the software and making it better. Oh wow wow that's amazing. Um... I was going to say, I mean, first of all, I think people should be doing this for free because it's about love, but, but I understand people's time is very valuable. So I guess that they, they want to be I compensated. Wish, I wish I could do this for free. I started the <laughs> first, the first uh, six months, seven months, I think I was doing speed dating events, not even, so the, the way it progressed is in the beginning, there wasn't any deposit to join a speed dating event. Anybody can join the speed dating event and, and they would get set up with seven people and they would meet them. What happened over time is people would sign up and then they just wouldn't show up to the event. Hmm. You'd have 20% of people not showing up and, and people would be stood up because of that, right? Of their seven dates, sometimes only three would come. And then people would get very upset and annoyed. And then people started asking me, say, can you add a deposit? Can you even charge money for these events? Because um, we, we hate being stood up. It's, it's like we, we're getting a great service. We love the value. We love what's going on. It's just people aren't showing up. So what I, what I ended up doing was I instituted, I implemented a deposit system where the events are still 100% free, but in order to participate, people have to put down an $18 deposit and at the end of the event, they get their money back. Mm -hmm. um, what happened once I started adding the deposit system where if they didn't show up, they would get charged a deposit. The, the no-show rate went down to under 5%. Well, so there now, you go. Deposit, the <laughs> are still free, but everybody is way happier, and it and it's much better, much better experience for everyone. 
And on top of that, now people who want to give back to Corona Crush, and there are a lot of people who, people even before the donation system or the, the, the deposit system was in place, I would, I'd be getting emails and messages saying, how can we give you money to support you? Now those people have an easy way, if they're in a speed dating event, to just donate their deposit to the to the to Corona Crush, and then that money can go back in, in terms of growing and making Corona Crush better to make more matches. Right. Oh, that's that's amazing. I, I just wanted to ask uh, also because I, I had heard the complaints as well about you know people getting read. I mean, even though we're not going on physical dates, people still have to present themselves and get ready, and the girls are doing their hair and their makeup and everything like that. So. Um, I can definitely see the frustration with people, you know, signing up for an event, waiting to have, and then you as an organizer have a certain number of people that you're matching with. And then if two or three of them don't end up showing up, it kind of like devalues what you're trying to do. Right. I'm sending out the schedule like an hour or two, sometimes usually more actually like three or four hours before the event. And, and once that schedule is sent out, it can't be changed. So if people decide like 10 minutes before the event, they don't want to show up, even if they tell me that person that they're dating with is going to have like a, like a no show. And, and it breaks my heart because I do get emails from people saying, hey, I spent an hour putting on my makeup and preparing for this event and, and people Aww. didn't show up. And it's and it's really it's really not a fun experience. So in like this situation, it's like as much as I wanted this thing to be 100 percent, like I loved doing it 100 percent free, like the amount of people like without even a credit card or deposit, because the amount of people showing up was the most it ever has been. But um, but uh, but you can't do it like that way. It just isn't fair to so many people. And, and to be honest, though, adding the deposit, the amount of people who who show up who are actually put in the credit card, it only went down by 10 percent. Like it only like people are still happy to put in their credit card and go to these events for free. And, and people sometimes say, why don't you charge more money? Why aren't you charging money? They don't believe that it's free. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, it definitely, um, it, it makes sense. And I, I'm sure, like you said, you're learning a lot and making changes along the way. So, you know, I just wanted to know it, you may, you may be keeping track of this. So we're just kind of curious how many successful matches have resulted and, you know, what future plans do you have in the works for Corona Crush? So um, you asked how many successes were from the group? Yes. So there have been eight confirmed engagements. Oh, nice. That's uh, amazing. There's probably more, though, to be honest, because not everybody is so forthcoming. Like, people are very private. So I feel like there's a lot. Like, I've, hear, I've heard stories of people saying, oh, I have a friend in L.A. who got engaged from Corona Crush. And nobody from LA told me that they were engaged from Corona <laughs> So I think there are many more engagements than I know about. And, and of those eight engagements that I know about, because they've told me, I think four or five have already been married. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. By the way, if you're out in LA, Shelly, maybe you need to do some detective work and find out who uh, got engaged from Corona Crush over there. <laughs> Yeah, please, yeah, I'm dying to know. I'm even, I'm even willing to offer like rewards and oh. to people who uh, tell me when they get engaged. It's just that's gonna be my side hustle. I'm gonna show up to engagement parties and figure out how they, how they met, and then, and then have um, Ian on speed dial and 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 give him the the update. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make it worth your while. <laughs> I love this. Hey, you know what? This is this is a great, you know, it's a it's a great thing for the community. 
if you use Corona Crush, we want to promote it. And hey, if you got engaged through Corona Crush, please, if you want to let us know at Jewess the Blonde Edition, we can pass it on <laughs> or, just, yeah. or just tell Ian directly. Why not? Right. right. We'll make it easy for you. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> No problem. Oh, just quickly too, uh, you know, I want to, I've been meaning to ask this for a while. So for some of these, obviously some events now people are going out in public, but there's, you know, there's still people that are doing the speed dating events for safety and for convenience and things like that. And I know you, that you mentioned before that sometimes you'll get emails um, from participants that say, Hey, I, I spent an hour putting my makeup on and only like two people showed up. Have you found for, you know, for the guys as well that they are putting as much effort into it as the women are? And I, I'm just asking this because from my, <laughs> my personal experience with doing several different speed dating events, I think what the big thing is, is that sometimes people don't realize that this is a replacement of a real date. So you still have to put in the same amount of effort. And I think maybe part of the reason why they're just not taking it as seriously. Maybe even the, the same thing as to why you had to institute that deposit was that people take this more seriously. Yeah, the deposit is definitely uh, definitely part of that is, is, is making sure people are serious about it. Corona Crush from the very beginning, the, the goal was to be for serious dating. We're not like a hookup app. We want people who are using Corona Crush to be very serious about dating. And if I hear that somebody isn't being serious about dating, like for example, if they do something inappropriate, I'm very quick to, to remove them from the system so they won't be invited to, to future events. Um, have I noticed any difference between the men and the women and how serious they take it? I, I don't think I have, to be honest. I think, I think we're getting a great turnout every single event from both men and from women and the events are even continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. I think people view this as, a, as, a, as just a better way or maybe just a great way to meet people. It's uh, you spend an hour of your time, you meet seven people, it's from the comfort of your home and, uh, and there's no, it's, it's free, right? You don't have to spend money on a date and you get to, and you get to see if you wanna meet somebody. And, and the results are so great. Like over half the people who partake in these events will get at least one match from any given event. So, so in an hour invested of their time, they're, they're meeting at least one person that they want to continue talking to and the other person feels the same way so it's uh i can't think uh like like you say it's a replacement for real dates i think it's like uh it's an add-on like i think anybody mm -hmm. could be doing this no that's a that's a great point that's a great point and it's it's wonderful to hear that people in general i mean just you know the plat the way the platform started was that it's a serious platform we're not no one's here to waste anybody's time it's very focused and you're you're gearing this towards people that are also looking for something serious. So that's a big, a big distinction between your platform and maybe some other platforms out there. Yeah, we, we are hundred percent focused on people who are serious about dating. Cause I think it's so, I think, I think for somebody to take this seriously or for somebody to want to invest an hour of their time and just for somebody to not be serious with them, it's, it's just disrespectful. And I wouldn't want anybody who uses Corona Crush to feel disrespected in any way. So we want to make sure to promote Corona Crush, what's the best way that someone can learn more? So to learn more in general, I guess they can just join the Facebook group. So if they search Corona Crush on Facebook, they'll, they'll find it pretty quickly. Um, they can also, we have a website, coronacrush.co. Um, I wouldn't say it's the greatest resource for learning about the, it's, still, it's like a little bit bare, but you could definitely go to the site and learn more. 
But if you want to partake in speed dating events, um, you can go to coronacrush.co slash blonde Jewish, Jewess, B-L-O-N-D-E-J-E-W-E-S-S. I think I spelled that right. <laughs> and uh and yeah and then they can sign up directly there and uh and 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 partake in 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 any number of speed dating events i have an event coming up on june 30th and then i think i'm planning another event for july 15th although that date isn't confirmed but the great thing about the system is somebody just has to fill out the form once and 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 then they'll be invited automatically to future events um whether it's the one on the june 30th or one on a different date um and I don't spam you. You're only going to get uh, emails for events that are relevant to you. So it's worth filling out. Such important information and uh, a few great ways to, to learn more and to, to find out if it's a good fit. Yeah. And, and I just want to reiterate um, what Ian said, that you can sign up under a promo code with our name in it. It's coronacrush.co forward slash blonde Jewess, B-L-O-N-D-E, Jewess, J-E-W-E-S-S. And we'll make sure to put that on our platforms as well. So you can get, you guys can sign up for Corona Crush through us as well. Um, this has been an amazing 60th episode. Shelly, what do you think? Couldn't have asked for a better one. <laughs> this was our 60th episode, our first male guest, our first platform in, in speed dating. This is so exciting. Ian, thank you so much for joining the show today. We hope that we are helping you amplify your message and help with further matches down the line. Shelly's going to go undercover in LA, find out who got engaged um, from Corona Crush and get back to you with the latest on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. For that. <laughs> Anything I can do to help. Yeah, she is our she is our LA correspondent. But um, this has been so helpful. We appreciate all of the work that you have done. Um, you know, helping this cause. It's an amazing adventure, and we we love the fact that you were able to join us today. Um, for our listeners out there, make a, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Jewess the Blonde Edition. We're also on Twitter. Our podcast can be found on various platforms, including Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and many, many more. And Ian, we want to thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, we hope we will be able to touch base with you and you'll have some more exciting news for us in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to keep in touch and, uh, and I've had a lot of fun here. So thank you so much for, uh, for hosting me. Thank you for joining. Um, Shelly, any last words? Thank you so much, Ian. This was fantastic and really great resource for people to learn uh, more. And we encourage our listeners, if it's something you're interested in, to check it out. And seems like you're just doing great work from a really great place. Well, both figuratively and literally from Israel. <laughs> yes, he's doing it from the Holy Land, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We'll make sure to promote all of this information on all of our platforms so you guys will have uh, the information and hopefully you'll all sign up to be part of Corona Crush as well. Um, with that, Shelley, I think we're going to go ahead and say goodbye and Jewess is out. We're just two girls living on the Upper West Side. 
Taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses. Jewesses. Blonde edition. Yeah.